This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Petty Little Things with your hosts, Victoria Secret and Davina Divine. Hey, hey pretty bitches. bitches. This is Davina Divine. And this is Victorian Secrets. Hello and welcome and happy Pride Month. It yes. is June. We finally made it. It's our uh, second year in lockdown Pride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you say June, by the way, mm-hmm. I remember thinking January was never going to end and now I can't believe we're in I June. I know. It's absolutely nuts. We're like, where has the year gone? But here we are again, mm-hmm. still locked in semi. Yeah. And yeah, we're still waiting to get back onto the stage. We're, we're just saying that obviously we know society is moving, but we're just talking personally. Speaking. Personally. Yeah. It's great to see things. But before that this episode is kind of a bit of a pride theme because um we're very aware it's another virtual year and we want yeah. to have some fab little conversations davina's lined up some mm-hmm. great people we'll come to that in a while and uh, we also asked you all for some fun pride stories but before all that i think let's get into a bit of a a deep dive hot topic girly gossip wow Who was our imaginary conductor this week? I think we need an imaginary conductor every week. Well, actually, do you know what? Funnily, you mentioned this, and because it was the news um, lineup, yeah. when I was walking up here today, I'm going to share actually something really sweet. And oh. I, I am so glad that you just played that because I would have forgot. Mm-hmm. As I was walking up here, I was walking up the canals and I saw Anne Doyle. Oh, the icon, the legend, the she star. She is a fucking queen. Queen. So she was sitting on the, the Bob. She was sitting on the canal and she was um, helping this homeless man who'd oh. fallen over oh. and he had cut all his head and oh. she was sitting, she was comforting him and she was being so, so kind. Like, yeah. I had to, I kind of, I was like, is that, that is Anne Doyle. Give you goosebumps a little bit. Uh, she, she's just, she, I've met Anne a couple of times. She's such a lovely person. Yeah. But when I saw that, I was like, she is a, she's a queen. Yeah, absolutely. Really queen. sweet. Did you clock her because of the hair though? Yeah, she's, she's very glamorous. She's very glamorous. She's very glamorous. Was her lipstick on? 
yeah oh she was oh, yeah. yeah she looked really good but I felt so sorry for the poor man like he oh, literally yeah. had his head all cut and, and she's been very well, sweet and we salute you we, yeah. ha- we don't do icons so, of the week but you're going to be yeah, icon of the she week she is she's always she's a proper proper gay icon absolutely so listen um, there's been lots happening in the world hasn't there yeah there not has. in our world but like in the I world mean, that's a lie we've been doing loads we have been doing we're loads we're still but, in our fucking sitting rooms yeah it's true um, I we've s- gotten to celebrate Pride yeah. with lots of you um, virtually with your companies yes. and stuff like that and we look forward to doing more of that corporate but, events but the bars are back open they are back open uh, which I actually speaking of that I went to the George last night for the first time uh, I had a little drinking night with my pals I went three times last week girl. Oh, did you yeah well this is my first time drinking in there like obviously we've no, like we've been doing our shows and stuff from there and obviously we were doing a few shots that just Diet Cokes but I mean we're actually punches there it was really nice to see people yeah but I'm not the better of it today Oh God! I'm, well, I'm, you're fine. You seem fine. I've, I feel a bit more alive now, and that's why I kind of walked up here because I was like, I you floated to. into my apartment. But I was just hung over. I was like, literally, just yeah, like yeah, you know. Oh, do you know what? Just, I'll treat you to a lift home after this. Oh, lovely. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, it was. Uh, I it was nice. I had a really good time. It was great to see people. But you know what? Yeah. Actually, just freaks me out. And it's so something that you just do naturally. Like I saw some friends of mine who don't live in Dublin anymore and they were obviously up for the weekend and they're like oh my god hey and yeah you haven't seen these people in like, like over a year it's so like oh my god hi go, I went over and we were chatting and I was like hey I was hugging everyone like yeah which is probably not ideal oh well, this is on my list so I'm glad you brought this and up and then um the lovely Connie Whelan who did our show yeah who Connie is on Instagram and Connie does all these fab drag race mm. recreations yeah I've never actually met Connie yeah, like like we I met her in drag. She but, was there when the nights I went as but well. But I had way. never met her out of drag, and she clocked me, and she was like, "Oh my god, hi!" And we never. It was like you kind of we've. I met her in drag lots yeah. of times, but to me, it was like kind of meeting for the first time. And I was like, "Hey!" And with that, then deal. The manager comes over, and she's like, "You can't be mingling with tables." Yeah. Go, which is which totally right. totally yeah. my fault because you know so many people. Yeah, and it's like to it's and it's so been a really, long year and a half. It's really weird, and I was just so delighted to yeah. see people. But uh, restrictions are restrictions. No, and they're there for a reason. And I'm gonna. I'm going to be serious for a second, okay? Because we're all getting excited that things are starting to open. Mm -hmm. What I'd like to remind people is people need to continue to be able to work. So especially our friends in the bar trade, like it's so important to them right now that they don't get COVID. Do you know what I mean? Getting COVID one of them means that a whole bar team could get wiped out. So don't hug the bouncers elbow if you want and like obviously lots of you are friends with them don't hug the drag queens because we're hoping to eventually get back on stage and we're going to try and remember that too and I have to say I hugged people the first time I was there it's hard and I woke up the next day and I was like you're a stupid bitch like like, don't do it it's hard though because it's like you want to embrace them you're human like I'm a hugger if I see someone I'm like oh well I'm not yeah, no, I see. Like, well, obviously, hug the people I want to hug. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Amanda, hug and kiss. I'm more of a like a, a deep tonguer. I'm yeah. not a hugger. Yeah. I mean? like, there you are, like David Guest and Liza Minnelli, tongue yeah. down the neck. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's funny that we mentioned that because England has changed their plan. They were supposed yes. to open up on June 21st, and they've moved back now to like yeah. the 19th of May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what? Because I know you know some of the girls and stuff over there in the UK. So, how does that affect? To be business? honest, like the, a lot, the drags are thriving in a weird way because they need entertainment. Mm. It's a seated scenario. Right. So right. Right now, it's not actually the worst time to be a drag, if that makes okay. sense. And I know some people hate when people say a drag, but I'm sorry, just to put it out there, a drag. The um, They're like, they're working, they're DJing, mm-hmm. they're doing little like chilled shows. You can't do yeah. it too crazy. Um, so I think they're okay because 
they're already in a flow of doing that. There's lots of people who have bought tickets for things, who have invested in events happening, and I'd say they're so fucking frustrated. Yeah. Do you know, um, I, I was reading an article, the, Andrew Lloyd Webber has told the government, like this last week, was in the, he's like, I'm opening my theatres on June 21st. Yeah. And he's remortgaged his house. And wow. he owns six theatres in the West End. I didn't oh, know that. wow, I didn't know that either. And he's like, these theatres have to open. The cast need to get back. We mm. need this back. And he's like, arrest me. I'm opening the fucking theatres. So yeah. he's determined to go back. But I don't know how this is going to go. I think this is going to be a big setback for a lot of people. A big one. And I don't even know if within four weeks is it going to be able to be a turnaround. Like, yeah. I admire... Andrew's position and mm. what he's saying, yeah. if that makes sense. But it I must mean, be so. It's, it's so, so soiled, soul destroying. Yeah. And we, I was talking to a couple of the staff in the Georgians we were talking about, and I just don't. I don't want to come back in a half measure vibe. I don't like anything in half measures mm-hmm. and, and doubles. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a weird vibe, isn't it? Yeah. I it just is. want. I know things will not be the same straight away, but I mm-hmm. don't want this. I just don't want that. No, me neither. I, I did enjoy table service because I do enjoy That's table service. That's quite nice. Service. Yeah, quite I did. Nice. I quite like that. And, that and was nice. props to the George. They're, they're turning they're doing the really, yeah. very quick. Very fucking quick. Which, by the way, is not said enough. The gay bars know how to fucking fuck out a drink they as do. quick as possible. Yeah. And then we go to a straight bar and I'm like, oh my God, I'm waiting for days. And then every girl gets mm-hmm. served before me and I'm rotted. But anyway, um, what I was going to say was, um, so the gigs that I'm supposed to go back on, which yes. I go back on the 26th of June, um, I'm not going to do the London day on the Friday because we're working here. Mm-hmm. And I'm nervous of it because I got so drunk at the one gig I did yeah, in Belfast I last know. time that, you know, afterwards I had to hide in the back room and Blue and Bagger were like, come on, let's get a photo. And I thought I was going to vomit. <laughs> I was like, I'm so drunk. I'm not going near them for a photo. I was like, no, you girls go ahead. And I had the hiccups and I was like, no. Because oh, I got shit faced with the yeah. excitement of being back. Hilarious. So, um, the gigs that I'm so are they going to go ahead? They are going to go ahead and they're splitting the crowd into fucking seating, which is going to take. It's oh. a nightmare for the the tour people, but stuff has to start happening. I do you know, know what I mean? but do you know, it's all these kind of like twists, the Dublin one, but, and pivots. By the way, yeah, the Dublin one. And like we're recording this ahead of time. I'll have announced it by that time. You'll all be getting uh, refunds for that uh, Jackie and. Lemon one. That's a pity. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Baga, actually, I saw that um, they're lining her up for Strictly. They want oh. her to be a same-sex couple. I saw that Can today. she dance? Because I've seen her try and dance and I don't know if she's a dancer. I don't know, but oh, apparently she's same. like, apparently that's, I only just saw that by chance. So oh. who knows, Baga for Strictly, perhaps? Who knows? Oh, that could be exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to, oh, oh, I drove through the Enchanted Town. You know, oh, They're yes. filming Disney's Enchanted too. Yeah. Uh, what's that town called? Because we used to go and to it's pop- scary. Poppies. And it's the little cafe there. We used to love a bit of cop- yeah. Poppies. Do you remember? You got Scary. cake and yeah. you know, some cream clotted cream I remember April and a- our, f- our friend April Showers and, and Claire Void yeah. they um, went for a day trip out to Enniscary and yeah. April made Claire buy our lunch and puppies and Claire be very frugal now with the money very frugal. and April had the works because April was a big girl liked her food yeah, yeah. and I always remember puppies because Claire was moaning about <laughs> being robbed in puppies fucking gas <laughs> yeah she hilarious. was I think I was there I think April might even made her pay for mine as well wouldn't be surprised probably come here my pipes are clogged again uh is this a metaphor <laughs> no no for real so okay. I, I think i like i got the plumber out again today and it was another 80 quid so i'm looking to the petty is there any petty plumbers because now i need a new plumber okay um i keep getting an airlock in them and i don't know why can i make a prediction i think the rat is you are, leave me alone <laughs> leave me alone you're 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 a bully and a bitch what are you a bully and a bitch rats out rats out <laughs> um, i think there's a rat stuck in that that's it's fucking stuck again yeah. i like i do you know what that's kettling that's kettling to the shower oh but, well like old days <laughs> do you know that's how they found remember in 
that serial killer Des. Yeah. So they, he was like cutting up people and flushing them in the toilet and doing all weird things with like the bodies. And that's how there was an airlock in the, the dino rod had to come out. So somebody upstairs could be murderer. Speaking of that, yeah, I'm not putting the baby wipes down the toilet like some of them <laughs> no. queens are. Oh, baby learned, wipes down the toilet, it's disgusting. Well, we learned our lesson, and I'm going to say it. Oh. Uh, our friend had an apartment, a very nice apartment. Oh, my God. I know her flatmate used to flush the baby wipes down the Lillian toilet. Lillian Demeanor. Lillian Demeanor, right? <laughs> and she also did drag. But she flushed so many of them down the toilet that it blocked it completely and you couldn't use that toilet. And actually, to be honest, I think people still were having to pee in that toilet every now and then because the stench used to be fucking terrible. Was, that, that uh, it was in ensuite. Yeah. And I remember, like, I'd go, we could, could we get ready there sometimes? Yeah. It honestly smelled like somebody had died and they were like, oh, there's nothing to see here. It's like the yeah. body was decaying in the shower. Yeah. Like it was foul. I'll never the forget poor it. poor dino rod man had to come out and every single thing that had gone down that yeah. toilet in the previous six months had to come back up. Jesus Do you remember? Christ. It was all uh, Boots Cucumber Wipes. Do you boots, remember that? Because they were <laughs> yeah. the cheapest. Like now, boots, those wipes. days are gone. I won't use that and that's not Johnson's no. Wipe anymore. Like, Well, I love those um, makeup remover pads. Yes. Like, they're actually amazing. So if anyone out there is looking to get away from wipes, there's these kind of like, they're, I don't think they're a brand. So you can just, you can buy them in pharmacies and stuff like that. I don't know the name, but they're like mm-hmm. um, furry kind of circle yeah. pads yeah and you just you can, yeah you and you some. only need water like yeah. literally like obviously use your cleanser i need a bit of i need a bit use, of oil yeah use your oil to break it all down but the water will actually just wash it off yeah and they last up to i think they're the equivalent of like a thousand wipes it's, it's, it's it, and your skin feels so much better yeah. so invest yeah. in these. okay let, let's get into the spice girls they're coming back, they are, back. are they back they're I coming right know. back at you i mean there's rumors that they were going to do a 25 year tour i knew Even that was going to happen a tour um and they're selling it as it's like new music from all See, five members i think that's bullshit well we have talked about this you know how passionate i am about the spice yeah. girls Get some fucking new music. Yeah. Like... It's an old demo. This old demo that's probably really dated and it's probably a really shit song. Yeah. And it didn't make it for a reason. Uh-huh. So why now just giving us this like regurgitated shit? Mm-hmm. Like, no. Do you know why? Get off your arse. Get in the studio. What are you doing? Yeah, because they want to sell some merch. So to celebrate, it says we're releasing a limited edition vinyl and cassette. I don't even know cassettes. People want to cassettes anymore. Featuring wannabe original single, mm-hmm. wannabe Junior Vasquez. That's crap. Remix that remix is so shit. Wannabe previously unreleased demo and previously unreleased demo called Feed Your Love. Okay. It's the single, Feed Your Love. The track shall be released digitally on the 9th of July and the vinyl and cassette following on the 20th. This just feels like they want to shift yeah. product. But, but last week I saw also that they, Victoria Beckham's brand has done a, a t-shirt. Did you see that? Yeah. If you want to be my lover. and Oh, for pride. For pride, yeah. Like and, that. And when I look, I zoomed in and they had pictures of all the girls wearing the t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Jerry's photo, I had it on my Twitter there last week. Jerry's photo, that was Photoshop. She was dressed all in white yeah. and the, the, the logo was photoshopped. She wasn't even wearing the t-shirt. Geraldine Horner. Like, how lazy can you I be? Know. What are these people like? And these are people I looked up to. I know. Like, it's so, I think it's real disrespectful. Yeah. It's yeah, disrespectful I saw that too. to the I fans. Clocked, I clocked it straight away. Like, I'm not, and when you see the likes of, say, Steps. Yeah. That have come back and actually do new music, make an effort, putting on tours, mm-hmm. like, actually seeming like they like each other yeah this just seems like a cash grab yeah, yeah. and i'm not i'm not here for it jerry and get the t-shirt on will you because uh shame on you shame on you yes shameful spice yeah very good okay absolutely um and let me see what Let's else get to a bit of tv for a second yes oh hottest hottest stories that we're all mm-hmm. probably obsessed with you know we love the real housewives yes of course and if those of you have been binging real housewives of beverly hills and 
uh, are aware of the Erica Jane drama that's mm. been going on. The Erica Jane um, dying for this episode. Her this husband week. Uh, Tom Girardi is mm. being investigated by the FBI for yeah. fraud and and scamming orphans and mm. uh, out of like, inheritance and and compensation claims. Yeah. And it's all going to be on the new season. Yeah. And this week is when it kind of kicks off. Kicks off. Yeah, so, she announced their divorce. So yes. I'm gagging for it. Mm. Love in New York. But other than that, I tried a new show oh. with Kirsten Dunst. Yes. Called oh, yes. I'm Becoming a God in Central okay. Florida. She hasn't been around in a while. Hey, she looks yeah. great. She looks the same. She looks the same, but actually with a little bit of aging in okay. a positive way. Okay. Like, you know, not frozen in Gracefully. time. So it's about like a pyramid sales scheme okay. in, in Florida. It's very like kind of 80s, hickey, mm-hmm. loving it. It's only uh, one season because it got cancelled because of COVID. It was oh. supposed to um, come in. Loving that. Yeah. Are you watching anything? Uh, I have watched... Oh well, the mayor of Easttown wrapped up. Yes, and you know I was I was yeah, hooked so on that. Started. It was so good. Okay, and we I didn't even talk about it the last time. I, I was a little uh, my mind was elsewhere, uh-huh, uh-huh. but yeah, I was obsessed. Okay. Like upset, really, really great. Love Kate Winslet, and I wonder. I, I know that they kind of tied. Oh, oh my god, oh. guys, just leave it. It's fine. Just leave it. Davina just knocked <laughs> my Waterford crystal glass over. Oh my god! And it, it almost smashed, but thankfully almost. because it's from, from IKEA, it's made of stern stuff. And it didn't yeah, smash. how far did that roll? This is a small apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking gas. Uh, yeah, so the I, I, I'm talking with my hands here. She's, I'm like, Whoa! I'm like yeah. one of those air things that you see outside a garage. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is. Uh, yeah, so the Mary V Sound was fab, so I j- j- okay. check, check that out. Um, I'm going to get into Drag Race, and you will have some commentary that you okay. can do on this, right? So first off, I'm going to start with Drag Race Down Under. I found it very hard to cl- get into, and I, I think I know why. Were saying... I think I know why, and you're going to... Okay. Agree. The Kiwis, I'm really warming to. They seem like great crack. The Aussies just aren't reading very well. Is this telly. because from New Zealand? Yeah, so it's New Zealand and Australia. Oh, okay. The Aussies are reading, reading kind of cool. Like, okay. as in, like, cold a little bit. And, okay. And it's hard to kind of root for any of them in a weird way. Can I make an observation? That's why I want your opinion on. Uh, in my experience, not all, mm. but I've, a lot of Australian people are very cool. Yeah. Very, like, not very warm. Mm-hmm. And, like, when we went to Mardi Gras, like, I, and I've been over in Australia a few times, not the warmest. Mm-hmm. Warmest, like, in the climate, yes. Yeah. But not the friendliest of people's yeah like so i don't think they're coming across very well and but you know i think it's just their way yeah it's not like i don't think it's like a personal they're not like bad people it's just they have a very kind of dry yeah yeah yeah. i think you could be right i'm obviously not like generalizing translate very well for the show yeah you want to root for people you want to feel like oh i really like that person yeah and well obviously the americans are so over the top and so out there and then the english have a certain way and us as irish people we're very emotive and very kind of like pour our hearts out and and when real and i think we search for real and the uk to be fair to them they that's what they deliver is real people on the on the telly with drag race Mm -hmm. uh I just I don't know it's something not connecting. However, yeah. I'm Team Kilimine for this. Drag Race Spain is also on at the moment. Okay, wild girl is what, RuPaul doing that as well? No, um, some girl who some queen who only has one wig and they keep restyling it every week is the oh. host. It's a dark route with grey hair. Is it? Uh, in English or Espanol? In Espanol. Espanol. You know what? I like to think I'm fluent in Spanish yes. because you can I was si. there. Si. I was there for eight weeks in Barcelona one summer. Yeah. That's we never heard the end of it. <laughs> uh, All-Star 6 cast was announced and I actually think six you're going to watch this. Yeah. All-Star 6. Oh, okay. I think you're going to watch this because I'm not. I'll just girl, say it's that. mostly the cast from old seasons that you did watch. I know, but you know, 
I don't care about them anymore. To be okay. honest, I'm just over the format. Okay. I just it just does nothing for me. Like okay. I I can't even pretend. I'm sorry. Well, that's me told. I'm fuck sorry. Right I just, like good luck to them all. I'm congratulations. I just I can't watch that. Okay, speaking of drag queens, Kardashians just wrapped up yes. their final ever season. Twenty fucking seasons. Fifteen years. And they're doing their first ever reunion. Now this, I, d- I didn't actually really watch Kardashians. The only time Kardashians ever were on was when I was hungover. Okay, fair. Like, <laughs> I just think it's real mindless TV. It's very yeah. easy to just have on. And it's just crap like uh-huh. and yeah. it's not it's so um it's so overproduced isn't it like it's just oh so i mean it's t- i i feel controlled. Them, controlled their life got their lives actually got too crazy off camera yeah. that they have to wrap it up because yeah. kanye and kim and chloe and that beautiful man tristan um like their drama was you mm. couldn't write that no and i i'd seen i actually just saw the last episode because i was hung over okay yeah. <laughs> and i was watching that they said, the, I'm excited about the reunion because I love an, an Andy Cohn reunion because I think he asks the questions that people want to know and yeah. obviously people will send in questions. And he's a big enough star that he he's allowed to ask the questions. He, yeah. You know, sometimes we interview people and I'm like, oh, I really want to ask this, yeah. but like... It's not appropriate or whatever. Yeah. And you think um, Ryan Seacrest is just too, what would you say, he's too... Sweet. Polished, yeah, it's too too, too pink to be pure. Yeah. Uh, so I think Andy Collins agrees. So I I will watch that. That's oh, and it is, and it's a reunion for all twenty seasons. So they're going to go back over every yeah. drama that was had and ask the hard hitting questions. Do you know it's so funny because people are like, oh, the Kardashians, they either love them or hate them, whatever. I'm like, but everybody knows they are, regardless yeah. if yeah. you. I like them. I, I don't. I'm indifferent. Yeah. I really am. Like I'm not. I'm definitely like the Chloe, and you're more the Courtney of. I am definitely not Courtney. <laughs> I, I am like I'm. I'm like the anti Courtney. <laughs> I'm like everything that's. I do everything that's bad. But you know, they were doing the time capsule. Did you see that? Yeah, saw that. What did Kim put in? She put in her sex tape. Did she? No, she didn't. Would you go away? Oh I'm just winding you. Up. Did she put in her fragrance? Uh, she put in her first fragrance. So that's. Basically, when she put in the fragrance, I was like, oh my God, I had that fragrance. Yeah. I was like, I love that fragrance. Yeah. So I went online and I bought it. Oh, nice. Like, because I bought it like years ago. And I remember I I wasn't sure. She had two. Well, she actually had a few. But one of them, um, I'm not sure if it was her first or second. There's one called Gold, which is actually very uh-huh. nice. I, I, I think this was Dashing. That. It was called Dashing. Well, she had one that was like, she, I think Kim loves the scent of like roses and mm. gardenias and all that. And I hate. And I, like it makes me sick I yeah. am not a fan of those since so yeah so I got the gold because I was like for all time's sake the Kardashians is ending and even though it's I, it's, it's only true a big conglomerate it's not even coming from her but I yeah. love a celebrity fragrance you know you I do, do. Mm. you do you're obsessed I with do them. Um, I think we need to do a little wetter of the week because we forgot yes. last time okay and we have we were kind of trying to decide and there were so many people that are just making us damp <laughs> on the daily <laughs> so oh we're gonna get mold soon if we don't get this yeah. damp out <laughs> So who is our wetter of the week? Our wetter of the week And we is, did actually decide jointly on this. Yeah. Which is sometimes difficult to do. Yeah. This is a throwback, right? Proper throwback. Because it's a sports episode mm-hmm. related later on, we decided we need a sports star. And we decided that... The only one, though. It's like actually just... Well, <laughs> there's so many. sports star is... Sonia Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> it is Jamie Redknapp. Oh, Ooh. the way you said that real sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Redknapp is a wetter and wetter. he is definitely a damp yoke. Uh, Jamie, I think he played for. Who did he play for? Was it Liverpool? He was Liverpool, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I mean, I couldn't tell you anything he about. He played with my heartstrings. That's what he played with. And I he tell was you. married to Louise from Eternal. Yeah, and that's, that's really why we were interested because we were a big fan of Louise. There he is, there. Yeah, Victoria's showing me pics. 
Oh my god, is that dick pic? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's on. And he's aged really well. Really well. So yeah. if you agree with our Wetzer of the Week, let us know. If you disagree, yeah. also let us know. We love a bit of banter. So Or if you want to be a Wetzer of the Week, <laughs> send us in your pics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, we're going to do one more call out because uh, I think next week we're going to record our reaction to Dirty Irish Twitter. We got actually a good few in Did so we? far. So yeah, if you know of any Dirty Can Irish I Twitter add, accounts. Are the Twitters... Um, are the Twitters... Uh, individual people or are they like just random clips of loads of people um they are uh oh it, i haven't really got into them because i'm afraid of like seeing too much and i want to react okay properly. but i think some people just retweet other people other irish people oh, okay. and some are doing like their own lots of content okay yeah so we're kind of curious for that and um, why why would people do twitter when they could do only fans I don't know. Oh, because some people just are like show-offs and just want as much oh, okay. attention as possible. Also, I think it leads to more people clicking onto your OnlyFans. Like, oh, okay. Like us right now when we're about to promote our Patreon. Very good. <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue. And it is a very... Uh, well, is, we're going to pause for a petty pause. promotional moment. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we are going to kick things off by reminding you that you can listen to a bonus episode every second week on our Patreon. Mm-hmm. You can join from as little as two euros. We have a brand new episode that just went up called Davina Victoria versus Victoria Real Housewives yes you took it very fucking seriously I did I, I when I'm passionate about a topic like Real Housewives yeah I get really into it she was rocking back and forth like it was the exorcist mm-hmm. and she was like oh I know this oh, like yeah. <laughs> I thought there was going to be a poison poo popping out of you any minute you were taking <laughs> it that seriously um, so that's a brand new video up at the moment our Patreon person of the week it is we're going to go to Canada would you like to go to Canada I would love to go to Canada you know Stuart I love- Parnell is oh. our hi Stewie how are yeah. you oh I love Stewie yeah Stewie signed up not too long ago actually uh, so big shout out to you in Canadian. I hope it's all gone well. We'd like some maple syrup, please. Oh, Especially yeah. if there's vodka in it. Vodka infused maple, maple. syrup mm, would be lovely. Mm, Send mm, us mm. that. And a few Mounties. <laughs> but what's coming up uh, this Friday on our Patreon, Davina? This Friday we are doing a Pride Patreon exclusive event. Mm-hmm. It's so exclusive and secretive that we don't even know what it's going to be. Uh, yet. We do. We do. <laughs> we do. Uh, we're kicking off at 9pm on our Patreon. If you want to sign up, do uh, go to patreon.com forward slash petty little things. And we have a major prize to give away as part of it. It is a gorgeous Actually, it's fucking tons of alcohol. We're giving yes, you tons of alcohol. Of One person's going to walk the away. The root of alcohol. Absolutely. And this is your reminder to tell one person about the podcast. So, like, ring up your granny and say, Granny, yeah. you need to hear this dirty story Davina's after telling on petty little things. You can't miss it. Tune it's in our now. dying wish. <laughs> <laughs> and while we're promoting, I just wanted to promote two more things that are not associated with that. I want to talk about Aviva's campaign because it is sports related today. They're doing Lace Up or Lace Up with Pride, it's called. Okay. Um, it's rainbow laces. You can get them in Elvery Sports at the moment. They're four euros. The money goes towards uh, charity. And it's a great way of showing support with Gorgy new laces. Absolutely. And I, th- I think as well, it, it, with it being Pride Month, and I, I was just going to say this earlier on, is that like we were very aware that in Waterford this, yes. this like this month that the flags were taken down and burned. Bastards. And then they were redone and they were taken down a second time. Yeah. yeah. So. Shout out to Waterford yeah, guys at the moment. You're going through it. Totally. And it's, it, this is why Pride is important. It's like, you know, when those events kind of happen and yeah. like, it's not even the act. It's mm. what's behind that. Well, listen, it's, it's throwing obviously a lot of things out there 
where like obviously there was uh, graffiti put on the side of Panty Bar. The mm. same thing happened to the George before. Yeah. Pride Month is they're seeing it very visible, which means we're doing a good job because it's visible and totally. they feel like they want to push back. So make sure you. That don't is why this Pride year. is important. Yeah. That's when people say, "Why do you need Pride? You've got marriage equality." Because of things like this is still happening. Yeah. It's happening on the daily. And keep the conversation going. Keep talking Absolutely. about it and be supportive. Yeah, and one more thing, because we are talking to, to out sports stars later on, is that I got an email from Fergal from Nigel Erica. Now, I hope I said that right, because I'm no Gael Gore. Uh, let me see, let me see. Where is it? <laughs> like oh, I am. you are. You <laughs> yeah. did win the Gael Gore competition. They're Ireland's first queer inclusive GAA LGFA team. They've got football, hurling, camogie, um, and it's for all genders. Uh, you don't need to be LGBT. TQ plus and they welcome absolutely everyone but the point is to have a club that's accessible to queer people to have an outlet for sport they're having a merchandise launch uh yesterday it was at 7 p.m so maybe go check that out as well uh so it's Naguel erica and i'm gonna spell that n-a and then the next word is g-a-e-i-l and then the last word is a-e-r-a-c-h-a because god knows it's probably not pronounced Araka, it. is it is it a rocker I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure people will tweet us. Uh, well, that's amazing, and I think those more things like that. Yeah, that's accessible and inclusive because that's what it's about. It's about feeling included. Absolutely, absolutely. I think we'll take a little break, and we'll be back with juicy pride stories. And we're back. <laughs> we are back. And we put a little call out on our Insta to all our Insta petty friends uh, for funny pride stories because uh, obviously we're not having a real pride this year. We're having a virtual. And so we miss all it. we have is our memories. <laughs> <Just> our memories. <laughs> uh, which people were very uh, inclusive. People gave us some really fun stories. Really fun ones. Some that we can't actually read out. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're going to reasons. keep names out of this one because um, we actually forgot to ask if they wanted to be anonymous. Yeah, or not. we have some, uh, aud- we have a little audio clip as well that we're going to play um mm. again the voice will be disguised Ooh. for privacy reasons uh but yeah here we go should we read some out yeah what yeah. did you get in okay first one from a, a petty friend it said oh my god pride 2018 i was on another planet and had to do a gig the next morning rolled over into sunday and told the company that i couldn't come in because some jealous trash pushed me down the stairs at user gig in vicar street because my outfit was stunned and i broke my <laughs> ankle Blatant Liza Minnelli. Oh, and <laughs> shh, a girl's got to work again. So keep this on the down low. <laughs> <laughs> so do we know this person? Yes, I'm going to show you who it is. Oh, okay. Oh, you know good. who you okay. are, hon. You know who, shame, shame, we know your name. <laughs> uh, I got one in from, let me see. Uh-huh. Uh, this is from Anthony, actually. Anthony sent it. This isn't so bad. It was Anthony's first time taking part in the Pride Parade. And as they passed Trinity College, a dog shot and everyone cheered. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Very good. And Stephen Dowling, actually DJ Stephen Dowling said... The time I got so blackout drunk before DJing that me, I had to uh, tell him coldly to sober up very badly. And he said, you know, it's a really bad situation when Davina Divine has to tell you to sober <laughs> up. <laughs> Love that. Okay, next up is from my friend Russell from New York. I can't say his name because he won't care. Okay. Uh, girl, my pride story. I saw someone inside a portable toilet get pushed over by their friends trying to rock it back and forth to be funny, I guess. They had to wait for a crew to come and lift it up to get them out. We call them the porta potties. <laughs> <laughs> Love these. It must have closed on the door, oh so then your man couldn't get out. But could you imagine all the shit that was inside that oh, fell out on like, top of him? Portaloos are the worst, like at the best of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a message that uh, came in. I won't actually say who it's from. Actually, will I? Mm. Up to you. We'll just say 
uh, Zach will say Okay And Zach said Oh my god Pride 19 I got way too locked And ran away from every person That I knew And attempted to get a taxi Going from mother mm-hmm. To our pride party mm-hmm. In Vicker Street And then said in brackets I think it was Vicker Street <laughs> <laughs> Right uh, woke up like 45 minutes later in Balls Bridge and the meter was still on 85 euro. Oh my so God. So the cunt had just been driving around with me fast asleep in the back. So I asked him to pull over so I could get cash out of the ATM and I legged him. I love it. <laughs> you should have seen the runs of me through Balls Bridge in my white booty shorts. Oh, Iconic. Yeah. I, I wish that was on CCTV. Yeah. I'm, quite I'm sure it is that. somewhere. That's a good one, isn't it? Yes. Um, Holly Shortall just sent me a picture. She said, just saw you were looking for funny pride stories. And this is Holly going through the whole parade with her uh, act up sign upside down. Oh. It says support people with HIV, but it's all upside down. So she must carry it the whole way through the parade upside down. You think someone would have just told her? Fair, very fair. Uh, next up is got so drunk one year. I headed home with a Zaytunes at four p.m. Fell asleep with the kebab in bed. Woke up with said Zaytunes, and it was bright out, and the kebab was still warm. So I was like, "Hey, must have only been gone a few minutes." Ate the warm kebab, had a shower, headed back out, opened the front door, and it was actually dark. Then I realized it was actually the sensor light on the balcony that was on, <laughs> and not the sun. It was in fact midnight, but I was fed and sober, so headed out to enjoy the rest of the night, uh, and also. Did I mention I was in drag? Couldn't get the nails off, so, so I went back out with them on too. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's bad when the nails can't be removed. Yeah, very true. Uh, okay, have one here. Let me see. Uh, was in the middle of shifting a face off some fella at Pride in 2018, and this L one came up asking us for a light while I was playing tonsil tennis with some lad from Galway. Yeah. Should a little roly with her, to be honest, because he shifted like a washing machine uh, that was in need of a Calgon. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Uh, okay, I have one from uh, one of my friends in Manchester who came for Dublin Pride two years ago. Uh, my Pride story, H&H means high and horny, it turns out. Not hot and horny. The okay. end. Happy Pride, Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidentally, the same letters for what I did that night. Happy DP. Happy Dublin Pride. We know what TP stands yeah. for. You dirty beggar. You filth. <laughs> filth. Filth. <laughs> uh, let me see. Richard sent one in saying, uh, great memories falling off the dragon flow going over the river Liffey. Yeah. Uh, but falling down, picking himself back up and running after the flow, trying to get back on, being dragged up by the side of a truck. So, oh my God. Gas. Gas. Uh, Charity from uh, up north Charity is a drag queen up there uh, Said I lost my phone at Belfast Pride And in the last pick that they had <laughs> The phone was in the hand Oh stop right? Then got into my mum's car for a lift home And wet myself in oh, drag Oh no <laughs> Oh bless That's awful <laughs> Wet myself in my mum's car I'm in my mum's car uh, should I give you another one? Yes. Uh, so this is from Jack Fugley. And he said, worst grinder hookup of my life last year at Pride. Had to stop twice during to poo and bleed. Oh, <laughs> oh my, my God. God. Bless your little bum. Oh Bless my God. So I got one in here from um, an unknown source. Ooh. Said, a pal dropped two yolks in a urinal at the block party. He double dropped both. <laughs> no waste. Oh my God, <laughs> you disgusting bitch. <laughs> Uh, let me see um, I have another one here From Pleb Said uh, My friend falling Into the bushes In Stephen's Green While pissing And I tripped over Him looking for him Oh god 
Oh, this is, a, this is a good one. I think a lot of people will relate to this. Go on. Uh, David sent this in. Waking up in Cassidy's hotel for the third year in a row with some randomer. Country guys, you gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Cassidy's and Barry's Hotel are always very popular for prides. Yeah. They're a certain caliber of establishment, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. just say. Yeah. Oh, Miza actually texted and told me to remind this one of... Miza said, the time you, as in me, slapped the rugby player in the face. Oh my God. <laughs> and I remember that they were Emerald Warriors. Now, it's all very playful. Uh-huh. The Emerald Warriors were beside, we were waiting to go in the float. Okay. And he threw up the ball to me to catch, because they were playing catch in the crowd. Yeah. And I was like, and he broke my nail off. And I had these glam, like, bejeweled nails. Oh, stop. And it fell off. And I could see it on the ground, because I was up on the truck. And I was yeah. like, Get that nail, get that nail. Yeah. All these rugby players are like looking for my nails. <laughs> so they picked up the nail and gave it back to me. When he gave it to me, I gave it a slap in the face. <laughs> it was very playful and he laughed. Like it was very oh, funny. Ladylike, it was you. very funny. God. So yeah, that was but Mizza where she was like, they were hard. They were like, <gasps> You bitch. <laughs> but I knew the guys. It wasn't like it was just a randomer. It was a joke. Yeah, so um I we I think we should finish on this one because yes. it's particularly okay. um the listenership uh, discretion now is avoided. If you're a bit squeamish, listen away now. Mm-hmm. But it's this, oh, I'm ready. Davina sold me this. Okay. So apparently, it's good. So, so I'm, I'm going to play this for you now. Okay, so 2016, I had a benign tumor removed from my bollocks. I was on the Tuesday. My friend said to me on the Saturday morning, "Hey, it's Dublin Pride. Do you want to take a spin to Dublin?" You know, I was like, "Oh, like I can't drink. I'll drive us up and down." I drove down. Walked around the George, met met a couple of people, snogged one or two, then drove home three hours later on the M1 on the way up. Started to feel like I'd pissed myself, even though like I hadn't. Just started to feel really damp. Pulled into the Apple Green garage on the M1. Went into the disabled toilet and pulled my jeans down. And there was blood everywhere, like a massacre. The stitches on my balls had split. I, like I mean, completely split. And the blood was just pissing out. Um, had to get my friend to go to the girl at the desk, ask for the first aid box, who then they wouldn't let her just take the first aid box. The woman behind the till had to come see. So there's me standing in the disabled toilet, trunks down, dick out, balls spitting blood, burst, burst surgery scar or wound. Um, and the woman from Apple Green having to give me first aid. Um, and then I had to go home drive the rest of the way home with my balls literally torn half um, and go into hospital the next day and they removed all the stitches without anaesthetic and for the next three months I had nothing to close that wound because it was infected now um, and yeah so for three months I had to irrigate my testicles and it was all because of uh, Dublin Pride <laughs> Oh my god Oh my god and also just to follow up on that <laughs> in the apple green yeah one of the women ripped open a packet of uh sanitary pads a great idea that's <laughs> yeah. what i would have thought of too so fair play to the apple green staff yeah. they were like thinking of their that's feet going above and beyond for your customers yeah you know what i mean like i is... hope he at least bought a chicken fillet roll after like yeah all of that's that. a nice apple green as well on them, apple green. Yeah. i do it like that's, even if i don't need uh diesel I always when stop. i tell you this now yeah every time i will be in that apple green again i will always think about that oh my god gosh. possibly every time i think you see an apple green <laughs> <laughs> possibly <laughs> how'd oh. you like those apples <laughs> 
<laughs> that's too much okay guys thank you so much for sharing your stories yeah. we absolutely loved them it'd been a while since we've done something yes. like this and I missed it and we do love the voice clips so if we're ever doing things like this do send us in your voice yeah. clips because I feel like if it's your own personal story you will deliver it so absolutely. much better than we will so yeah, keep those petty stories coming in keep them coming in but selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We'll be back right after this with our little big interview. Okay, guys, we're joined by two very special guests. Uh, now, we're taking a bit of a curveball. Uh, <laughs> we're going fun. where possibly no drag queen has gone before. Yes, and <laughs> that is to the sports arena. And we are joined by Irish uh, sports stars, Nikki Simmons and David Goff. How are you guys? Great, thank you. Uh, great, thanks. thanks for having us. So you're both joining us. Uh, Nikki, I know you're over, you're in Europe. Are you, are you in Switzerland or are you in France? I'm in France right now. Oh, actually, she's, she's she's moving <laughs> around. She's traveling, <laughs> traveling the globe. And David, you're in you're in Dublin, aren't you? I'm in Dublin. Yeah, boring well, weather. Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's very clammy day today. <laughs> uh, listen, like you guys, it of course would be Pride Month, and I think you know everything is talking. We're talking about gays yeah. in all aspects of life and all fragments of our society and i suppose i saw you guys on tv at the weekend and you guys were talking about um lgbt inclusion in sports mm-hmm. and it, it was just something that i didn't really well, I, well you yeah. touched a nerve in Davina because <laughs> she picked up the phone to me and she was like oh, that story was really great i really enjoyed that segment that they do now i'm gonna put it out there i have only done one thing in sport and that was um scoring own goal um <laughs> and i played for the c team in a team called park celtic which i'll get into more later so like i'm I, you know this is a whole new arena for us but what i think is great about pride month is education conversation mm-hmm. and that sounds to me like what you guys is a big part of what you're both trying to achieve um Davina you caught the TV interview at the I weekend. did I did I think we should kind of uh, get into like maybe just tell us a little bit about your about your career and kind of what like your role in sports as well as Nikki if you want to start like and just tell us a little bit about your background sure um thank you again for having us on it's great and you know we do have to shine light on all areas and mm-hmm. in, in sport and corporate world and of course your world as well and music and entertainment and it's really great to have us on the show to talk about it a bit. Um, I'm a former international hockey player and um, I always have to say field hockey when I'm over here because they always think ice hockey straight away so <laughs> field hockey but to you Irish it's hockey. Um, 
played for many years on the Irish team, uh, traveled the world. And I came out when I was like 21 mm -hmm. um, to my family and friends. And my family, I was very lucky. And it's not the same for everybody, right? I was very lucky. My family were very welcoming. And yeah, it took a little bit of time to get used to. But after that, they were very welcoming. And, and of course, sports. So hockey was also a very inclusive sport already. Mm -hmm. um, so again, lucky um, that I was there. And I think David has a, a little bit of a different journey. But mm -hmm. then I decided to come out um, publicly um, in 2014. I think it was when I was 31, just as I retired to try and raise and shine a light on, on sports people who are gay, who are out and trying to at least help one person to make them feel more comfortable. I think that was a responsibility I had. I felt that it was the time I was quite well known in the sporting world at the time. So I thought it was a good time to come out. And there's not many, I was the first um, gay woman to come out in sport, even though there's lots, it's yeah. just not in public. Um, yeah. So I just felt it was time to do it. And I think I still get messages now to say, thank you for doing that. It's really helped me. So I think yeah. even if you have one person and that's my journey, I'm now in Switzerland. I did a sports master's over here, worked in the sports world and where I found it quite tricky as well for diversity inclusion. And I wanted to do more in that. And I felt it was better to go away from sport. So I started working in the corporate world and um, trying to do more in there. And I found the same issues there. So I'm doing a lot of work in the corporate yeah. world, but I'm able to kind of talk more about sport now I'm not working in it which yeah. is strange you think but sometimes <laughs> it's better to come from the outside totally, and yeah. try and change things mm -hmm. so that's where I'm at right now amazing that road to coming out publicly while um uh playing sport was that was that something you really had to think about or was it just a no-brainer for you Oh, it was a no-brainer, really. I think it, the opportunity came. Second Captain's a great show for sport, and and it was a live show. It was amazing. It was great to be part of it. And I was on there with Donald Cusack as well, so a famous star from GAA, which David well knows well. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it was great to be on there with with him, and he was the first, I think, first openly gay man to come out in sport in Ireland, anyway. So, um, it was great to be there with him and and talk about it with him and and other sports stars yeah. because we do have the differences between gender as well which we did speak a yeah. little bit about on the show the other day totally and uh and david tell us a little bit about your background and kind of your area of uh, expertise your field <laughs> pardon the <laughs> <laughs> well not too unlike uh, nikki i i'm um i was born into sport um i grew up in in, in slain in county mead and played gaelic from the age of seven and tennis yeah. I had an older brother. He's 11 months older than me. We're Irish twins, 11 months between us. So, <laughs> I love that. I never heard that. <laughs> no, I love that. Oh, it's brilliant. So whatever he was playing, I was playing. We were on the same teams and we, we grew up playing football together. Yeah. And it was just what you did in the village. Like, I mean, there was nothing else for us to do. So I became heavily involved with GAA and I stayed involved with it the whole way through secondary school and, and, and college, university. And that's when I started refereeing and, and, and finding a little bit more out about my sexuality. And the refereeing kind of lent itself to allowing me get out of the dressing room environment that I was finding difficult at the time with the lads because I didn't want to tell them that, you know, that I was gay. So I kind of started going down the field of, of refereeing and really enjoying it. And one thing led to another and I ended up probably, uh, um, you know, becoming one of the, the top level referees in the country. But in the meantime, trying to come to terms with my sexuality outside of the, we'll call it the dressing room environment with the, with the lads. So I had a very private coming out in 2011 with my family um, when I was 27 years of age. And it took me another four years, um, actually, just in the run up to the referendum before I had the very public coming out um, after a match in, in, in Croke 
park where I tried to wear um, the wristband. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like what, what Nikki said, I just felt there was an onus on me um, to take a stand and, and, and be that visible person within the GA because I never wanted anyone to go through what I went through growing up. I, I really felt that nobody should ever have to go through that again and that the GAA is such a big organisation in Irish sports and that it permeates every level of society all around the country, no matter your social class or your religion. And I, I kind of thought, you know, the GAA has a part to play in this. It is a huge part of Irish sport yeah, and there are no openly gay people in there, uh, males. Yeah. So um, I just kind of felt a little bit of an onus on me to, to, to start that discussion. And I suppose it's just snowballed since then. I mean, it's just one thing has led to, to, to another and to another. And I am where I am. And I, I'm glad that I, I took the stand in 2015. Yeah, I when I when I was watching you guys talk on, on the weekend when I saw you on TV, like what kind of struck me as well is that how like it, it there is such a gender divide isn't there and there's a how kind of it, it has been so kind of similar experience but also quite different as well like yeah like i, I mean i would have had no role models growing up yeah. and i know nikki often spoke about um role models like i i watched tennis we had martina navratilova billy jean king amelie moresmo but even now to this day if you ask any males out there to name five openly gay male athletes worldwide yeah they'd struggle absolutely and that's horrible that's absolutely dreadful i mean we have 32 counties in this country that's 64 hurling teams and football teams we've league of ireland we've rugby we've hockey um you know it's it's incredible and there's there's nobody openly gay Mm. and as a young person growing up if you cannot see those people in, in, in sporting societies, well, then you're not going to feel that you go- can be part of it. That's why I feel there's a huge onus. But yeah. Nikki can talk a bit about, you know, the females. It's, it's yeah. a little bit more different. Yeah, I think, yeah. like, growing up, it was, like, you know, especially when I'm, like, I'm, I'm 38 now. So, like, when I was starting, it was very much of your muscly, if you're strong, if you play sport, you must be a lesbian, right? A yeah. lot of the time. That's, um, you, said, you said that actually on the TV. And, and yeah. uh, like, I remember when, when I first came out, like, because we were, we're all in the same yeah. age category, girls. Yeah. Just, <laughs> we just, <laughs> we just lie about ours. Yeah, we, we just, we, we just lie about it. We paused at about 29, about yeah. a decade We've ago. been 29 for 10 years. <laughs> uh, but what, what I remember um, when, when I was first coming out, I had a lot lesbian friends at the start and a lot of them played for Dublin like football teams and and it was almost like I was kind of shook by their openness at that time like there was it was like they just kind of they were like oh yeah she's gay she's gay and that was just the way it was and and even you know I think because when you grow up uh, like you know a gay boy in school or whatever and you just you know gay in sports isn't necessarily kind of going hand in hand so yeah so that to me was quite refreshing at the, i you know mm. to see women like that but then on the flip side of what you're saying david is it's like i have never seen or you know obviously like i, I know a couple of um you know down low uh <laughs> should i say <laughs> kind of uh people like that are on ga teams or football teams and they really do struggle so mm. i find i found that quite interesting yeah, that's why we need to talk about it more and yeah. more people need to be visible, as David said, like, because, yeah, I mean, you just mentioned it there, like, it was just normal mm. kind of for you to be gay as a woman, but it was never publicly seen. And also, we had the opposite where I know in my club, like, um, there was a, there was a few on my club in Loretto, and some some parents didn't want to send their 
girls to play with us because it was like the gay team and like wow. and our kids were turning gay so we had the kind of opposite it was like shaming us to be you yeah, know because yeah. you were out and you were just yourself and it was it was quite the opposite there was quite a lot and yeah. I think that happens often in sport women's sport and mm-hmm. um, the cricket club was the same at one stage we had parents that didn't want to send to my the cricket club I was playing um but yeah it's a very different experience yeah it's, it's kind of, yeah go ahead David yeah, go on. sorry uh, thank yeah. Nikki there must be a huge difference between the culture that exists in female dressing rooms and male dressing rooms because I mean we're six years down the line from when, when I took my stance why is it that nobody felt comfortable coming out having seen that you know it didn't affect me at all and I got to where I am um, with no issues around my sexuality but yet seemingly within within the dressing room environment in male sports it, it there just doesn't seem to be a welcoming environment or culture there um, for, for, for people to feel comfortable coming out and I, I guess female dressing rooms are just that little bit different mm-hmm. we're, we're seeing um, the likes of uh, Aviva um, do campaigns such as Lace Up With Pride this season and um, from what, what I'm aware they're encouraging sports stars to um, wear the rainbow laces and put out a statement like that are things like that a sign that things are moving in the right directions and conversations and educations are happening in these sports environments well i'll start with that one because last year in 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 december um we had for the first time ever ga championship matches in crow park we don't have that uh, at that late in the year and it tied in nicely with the sky sports and um uk rainbow laces campaign so for the first time ever last year Footballers from uh, Tipperary and Mayo, including myself, I was refereeing, wore the rainbow laces. And it was great because it, it didn't need to be me. Everybody expected me to wear them, but it was nice to have the allies, the Aidan O'Shea's, the Killian O'Connor's. The boys put on the rainbow laces to say, well, look, we support this. We're allies to this cause and this is fantastic. So I think stuff like that is, is hugely important. Not that I wear them. Um, because that's expected, but but yeah. that allies wear them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sent them to my whole family actually last year. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I even got kids ones for the kids, and you can get transgender ones as well. That's I got amazing. some of them. And my my brother in law Tony O'Donoghue, I don't know if you've heard of him from RTE. He's a sports broadcaster. He posted the other day actually he was wearing them playing football. So everyone's getting into yeah. it, but it, it's not. It's not always the case, like internationally, if I can speak a little bit about that, yeah. like working in the International Federation, it's very different because um, then you have rules so set by the Olympic Committee about no, no political statements, all of these things. We were asked many. Oh, she's frozen. It's oh. okay. We'll come back in a second. That's Okay. She might. That's okay. No, what she's saying is, is, is really right because the, the time, no, oh, is and they wanted to support. Sorry, Nikki, you yeah. just you just froze there. Can, can you just yeah. say just from, if you, oh, from when you were saying from the from in, the international side, just the rules and regulations? That's it. You just froze, <laughs> so you, you just sorry. missed it. So well, just, <laughs> just go from there. Um, yeah. So from an international perspective, international federations, it's very different because it goes into political standing and the IOC have rules for that. So you have to be careful. And we've been asked many times that we wear when I worked there many times to wear laces or to wear the armbands. And we weren't allowed because it showed a political statement. And okay. it's something that needs to change. And it's, again, the responsibility of the international federations. And on top of that, where we host events, um, the International Hockey Federation have just said they're going to host an event in Oman. And you can imagine oh, yeah. what happened when they announced that. Yeah. Um, so things like that is just, I'm, that's what I'm trying to shine a light on now mm. internationally as well, because when we choose where we have events, like football is the same, 
um, going to Russia, Russia, going to all these places. Mm-hmm. It just it's just not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it, there's a lot more to it than just that. You've got money, you've got sponsors, you've got broadcasters, you've got multiple things that I'm well aware of, but they need to think about it and yeah. they need to understand that it's not okay. And if they stand to that, then, you know, it does shift the countries. It's the same in the corporate world. If the big companies change their views, mm-hmm. the countries can start to think as well, you know? And David, you, you just that's like that's it's it's so interesting. I feel like I'm learning so much because because yeah. people like especially well two drag queens <laughs> don't yeah. aren't well versed in this. So so it no. is learning. But David, like you kind of came like there was headlines over uh, the when the marriage referendum was coming out and you wanted to wear the the coloured wristband kind of in support of that. Tell us a little bit about that because that was like headline news. Yeah, like um, it was a stressful week in the run up to it, first of all, because I had to tell my board of management that I was going to do it. Um, and luckily enough, Tony Holohan, the, the CMO that you'd see on the news every evening at the moment, he was the chairperson of my board of management. And I was technically working illegally in the school at the time then okay. because I contravened the Catholic ethos of the school. And he said, no, go ahead, do it. And initially, Crow Park said, go ahead and do it. Even though people inside in Crow Park didn't want me to do it, um, okay. they said, look, go ahead. So I did the story with The Independent and, and it was supposed to be a very small sorry, story. Sorry, David, just um, like Nikki was saying there about the rules and regulations and stuff like that. So like, is that a, a, because the GA is such a big kind of organisation, is that that they can't be seen to be leaning one way or another? Is that what that was kind of, there was a bit of controversy because of that? That was what they came out with at the end. So okay. the day of the match, they said, wear it in the dressing room, not onto the pitch. And I said, absolutely not. And they said, well, wear it from the dressing room out to the white line, but don't walk onto the pitch. Okay. And I said, that's ridiculous. And then they said, don't wear it at all, because it's making a political statement in a referendum that we can't um, support okay. uh, or be seen to support. And as I said at the time, you know, well, if I'm a referee and I can't uphold the association's rules, well, then who can? So I, I held my hands up and said, fine. But it ended up on the front page of the Sunday Independent the next day, which was a huge shock because it was only supposed to be a small little piece in the sports section. And it was because the GA came down so hard on it. And I mean, I suffered as a result afterwards with my appointments. Um, I was sent to from Division One matches in Sky Sports and Crow Park down to matches that were like completely meaningless, that were well below my capabilities. And they were letting me know that it was like, you know, we control where you go, we'll control your career. And if you shine a bad light on us again, we'll finish it. That's you awful. Know? Oh, it was dreadful. Yeah, that's horrible. I'm actually shocked by that. Mm. I mean, like, I was thinking about our own journey with sport, which, to be honest, um, we found it a little bit... Um, I was so nervous in sport, like, as as a young person. And I do question, while talking to you guys here, if there had been some key out people in sports that I was being pushed into in school would I maybe have thought you know okay maybe it is for me do you know what I mean there's there's yeah. similar people like me and I know you kind of have yeah, the same journey with sport yeah. like we ran away from that kind of like OTT masculine yeah. like mm-hmm. energy that was out there it just was so daunting that it would have been nice yeah, right absolutely like I think by you doing that Dave and wearing that wristband I think that was like I know you were saying it was only supposed to be a small piece but did were you were you delighted in in one way that shot it got so much media attention I, I wasn't at the time because I wasn't used to media attention at the time okay. it was the first time I'd ever got 
gotten scrutiny like that before. Yeah. Um, but looking back on it now, I can see how it was really a watershed moment for the well for LGBT issues within the GAA. Yeah. And I'm glad I took the opportunity at the time to, to take the stance because look where we are now. Like we've yeah. walked in pride. Yeah. We have a diversity and inclusion officer in the GAA. We're wearing rainbow laces. Yeah. Um, next week, this, I haven't told anyone this yet, oh. but Super Value have, uh, are launching their championship ad. And it's usually around community and being based in the community. This year's championship ad is fully based on diversity and inclusion. Brilliant. And uh, it's fantastic. And that's a huge yeah. step in the right direction for the GAA. And the GAA pushed it. Yeah. Supervalue didn't come to them looking for it. The GAA went to Supervalue and said, this year's campaign, we want diversity and inclusion. That's amazing. Which is I, amazing. It's so good. I feel like as Ireland, as a company, or as a, as, as a company, as a country, a country, I feel like we... We are very, we're very slow, but once we kind of start making moves, we move very fast. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, I think th things seem to catch on quick. That's pretty amazing, I have to say. And I think by you wearing that wristband and holding your guns, I think that's so admirable. I think it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Because it's so hard. That's, you need that, that those people to step yeah. and just do it. And it's really difficult. And that's the problem. People shy away with it from yeah. it because of that, right? You don't know what's going to happen afterwards. Mm -hmm. But to be so brave and confident in yourself and do it, it is something incredible. Totally. And Nikki, where do you think things need to kind of go? What do you think is the next step in kind of moving things forward? Well, there's so much happening in sports now because you have so many more transgender athletes as well. Yeah. So there's another step we start, you know, we have to keep going yeah. and there's a lot more coming. And it's not just in Ireland, but internationally and in all different sports, like what's going to happen. And the international federations, the IOC, don't have a, a good enough grab on it at the moment. They just mm -hmm. don't know what to do. And um, you see that with World Rugby. World Rugby have banned all athletes, um, transgender athletes. Um, but there's become up against a lot of, backlash for that yeah. there's a lot of campaigns against it but they're they're standing to their they're standing ground and they're trying to keep it in there yeah. and it's really crazy and you also see in athletics you have intersex athletes as well which is a huge thing Castra Semea I don't know if you know her but she had a big case she's actually gone to the she's been gone to all the different courts that she can go to to try and compete again as an intersex athlete which is incredible incredibly strong of her and i like i literally get goosebumps every time i talk about that so you need to go and, and have a look at that story yeah. because we need more allies and even within our community you know that well enough we need totally. all of our community to get behind all of yeah. the members of us you know because otherwise if we start segregating which is happening in the uk mm -hmm. which is terrible as well awesome, you know we yeah. can also talk for hours about that mm -hmm. everyone is spitting up and we can't do that like we've already it's hard enough I like know. why would we List, yeah, you absolutely know, yeah. each other. totally and david you were saying like just with all the adversity and stuff i think with like big organizations like the fai the ga and all those organizations like like when you kind of stood at your ground to face you know they, they could make life difficult for you so do you think that stops people kind of you know or makes people feel a bit unsafe do you know the kind of way like their 100%. career percent and I, I i i remove the ga from it just for a moment and yeah. talk about the other ones they're professional sports the ga is not professional yeah but they are professional sports. So if you look at a professional footballer and he, he's paid hundreds of thousands to perform for a team um, and, and he comes out as gay, but potentially he's going to cause an issue. You don't know what the other attitudes of 20 other players in that dressing room are. Yeah. The manager might not appreciate it. It's going to cause a rift possibly in the dressing room. We don't know. Mm -hmm. The player gets sold on. Is someone else going to want to buy him a different yeah. club? You know, and, and, and all that pressure comes on him. It's his job. It's his full-time job. Mm -hmm. and, and if you were made feel unwelcome as an as LGBT person in 
your workspace, you wouldn't come out openly. Yeah. And, and and sports is no different, professional sports in that regard. So that's probably why they're, why why we don't see as many. But it can make your life really, really difficult. Yeah. But it's only in policy and procedure because really when you get to know the people in the associations, they're fully behind LGBT issues. Yeah. Most of them have family members that are, are part of our community um, and, and, and they just want things to move on. And as you said, Ireland is moving at a rapid pace. Mm. It is a small country and change can be affected very, very quickly yeah. because of that. Yeah. And one thing that I just, as you were talking, I just was thinking as well, like you guys are out on the pitch and you're in front of like, you're basically like really fit drag queens. <laughs> you know, you're out, you're out. Not anymore, not anymore. <laughs> you're out there. Uh, I don't out, have your move. <laughs> you're out there on the front line. And, you know, when, when you do come out or when you're openly gay, have you had any backlash from like supporters or have you had any instances where things have been not not so savory or or even social media because to be yeah. honest with the way the last year has gone me and Davina we were kind of bitter at one point mm. that we weren't getting back to work and we, we saw um, GA were getting back to uh, doing some things <laughs> and we got we got a bit of a backlash on yeah. Twitter from the GA community about that and uh, yeah. I have to say I can't imagine how it was when you were like yeah. front of the paper because Twitter was really big then too and social media has massive effects on different people. Yeah. So yeah. So when you went out on which was there any did you ever face any adversity on that side of it, things? It's funny that you got the backlash because I've always said the two <laughs> biggest lobbying groups within this country are the gays and the GAA. Like the most <laughs> powerful lobbying group. Yeah. So you two going up against one another is hilarious. Yeah. Um I, I had one incident and it was based around a refereeing decision that I made incorrectly that I didn't know. And I got a bit of homophobic abuse coming off the pitch. Okay. Um, I highlighted it um, and it hasn't happened since. Uh, and thankfully, nobody bothers because of my sexuality. I'm now in a position where people know that's David Goff, the referee. It's not David Goff, the gay referee, yeah. which is a great position to be in. And I, I am happy. They know I'm gay, but it's not it's not the tagline that's used with me. And there's not much. Uh, I, I have to be honest. When people ask, "Is there homophobia in the GA?" I can't say I've really experienced mm-hmm. it for, on the field as a referee or among the players. There's just total respect there for me. So I, I feel very fortunate, Nikki. I don't know about you in, yeah. in your career with with hockey. Did it rear its head? No, not really. I mean, I'm not. We never had massive crowds or anything like that. And foreign crowds, yes, but nothing ever came from that. Like. Um, only thing was what I said earlier was with parents potentially, you know, not sending, which we heard, which was really hurtful because nothing about that. Like they were, you know, we were the best club in the in the country at the time, and yeah. it's like you don't want your kid to come and like learn from the best players who are playing in that international team, and because of that, like, so that did hurt a lot. Um, but apart from that, like on social. Not so much. I don't think I've had much, um, a lot of support mainly. And I think you just have to look at that, right? And and even as an athlete, you're constantly looked at and used to get comments about how you played more than, and you had to just try and ignore that and look at the good things. And, you know, we had some coaches telling us not to look at some things and um, social media Mm -hmm. in particular. Um, um, But yeah, apart from that, I've not had any, but that really hurt, I think with the parents and people yeah. not wanting to come to the club because of that. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Right. So small-minded. 
It's not. Listen, guys, thanks a million for coming to join us. I think, um, you know, we've covered kind of everything and it's been very interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've learned. We've learned a lot. <laughs> Before you go, I need to tell you that um, the hurling helmets in my school were about 40 years old. And that was also a part of why I didn't like sports in the school, because I know how many heads had been inside those hurling helmets. So, so maybe, yeah, like, listen, maybe I could have been a huge sports star if they just had a, like had clean helmets. Do you know what I mean? I don't think your hair would have fit into it no, now we we wear different kind of helmets now we wear hair yeah, hair helmets, hair helmets. Uh, listen it's been education it's been an education and it's been amazing to talk to you and can can you tell people maybe how, how they could find you if they want to see you on social media or give us your twitter handles or instagrams um i'm i'm david goff too on instagram and on twitter where i'm a little bit more active there it's at Goff, G-O-U-G-H-D-4. Okay, so that's where you can find David. That's where the gays will be, with the gays and the GA will be all mixed in David's page. So, <laughs> Nikki, tell us a little bit about yours. Um, it's Nick Simmons, so N-I-K-S-Y-M-M-O-N-S, and that's my handle on Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn as well. If you're ever on LinkedIn, I post a lot about different things happening in the world there. If that's Brilliant. something that's interesting for you, so you can learn a bit more. Brilliant. Well, listen, guys, thanks very much for yeah, joining us today. You. We so appreciate it. And just in general, I mean, yeah. we need more people like you guys speaking out and just like making people yeah. think in general. And it's like what you said. It's like, you know, I think pride is, is the time when conversations need to be having. And, and th- like the, the sporting community as well, like it, it, th- there is a crossover. I think pe- like a lot of gays don't associate gay people with sports. Mm. And there is uh, to break down that stigma and the conversation should keep going. So yeah, totally. I mean, we all end up with the George watching you guys. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you, it's like, you know, yeah, the, like a Sunday out for the gays is like a GA match to the straights, isn't it? Yeah, so. very yeah. true. Absolutely. Well, I get it on the double. I get my Sunday GA match and I get bingo. You're in, just so a greedy. Oh, You're just a greedy bitch, David. <laughs> 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 Listen, thanks a million, guys. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. So welcome back. We never say so welcome back, by the way. I love saying so welcome back, even though you've gone nowhere. Um, We've been sitting here for hours. Hours. <laughs> it is time for everyone's favourite time of the week. Rotter of the week. On petty little things. I love Rotter of the Week Team Tune, by the way. <laughs> I love Rotter of the Week Team Tune. Team Tune, oh, team tune. little things. Sang to Team Tune. <laughs> okay, so I think we're going to get into it. And there's been a couple of things rotten me this week. So I've, I've narrowed it down. Okay. And I want to, I always like, I'm trying to keep these light because there's yes. a lot of heavy things that have been rotten yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, Mine are light too. First things uh, that has been rotten me is Dublin Bikes. Oh, yeah. Dublin yeah. bikes, yeah, recalled. Yeah, so I got I signed up to their e bike mm. scheme because yeah. I am that lazy lady. And you were very excited I was. about this, but in in theory, the the batteries. So basically, uh, Dublin bikes launched uh, battery operated bikes, and uh, just to give you that extra little push around town, and. I wasn't really sure how it was going to work. So they sent you out this battery. You mm-hmm. get this battery, which looked like an iPhone 1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I saw huge, it. It was huge. Huge big brick. They send that out to you. That's in your possession. And you charge it. You're in charge of your own charging. So you do that and you pop it into the front basket of the bike. Mm. And I was dying to try it. I was like, oh. Because yeah. I love a little jaunt around town yeah. from A to B. And it's like someone kind of pushing you on the bike. You're just like whizzing love along. That, love it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I don't think it actually makes a difference. And then I got a bike that didn't have it and I was like oh you god I was it. fucking wrecked <laughs> <laughs> and the weight of those bikes they're like cycling a tank yeah, I can do you imagine. know what I mean very heavy yeah. so got this email 
to say that the batteries have been a really dodgy batch. Could yeah. they be recalled? And I just ignored the email. I was like, oh, here we go, whatever. And there was a link that post office, you can send it back. So there's a grant. You're not and taking my battery. Yeah, I was just like, oh, whatever. It's like, it's, that's not my, it's not like essential yeah. business. So then they rang me the next day because I didn't respond to the email. So I missed the call. <laughs> I, just, yes. like, I, I don't answer private numbers, so I was like, I'm not answering that. Somebody so they, an admin. They rang me four you. times oh, that day, and I was like, oh, this must be important. So I answered it. And they were like, hi, Dublin Bikes here. We need the battery back. <laughs> I was like, is it going to explode or something? Like, why yeah. is it so urgent that you get this battery back? But they got the battery back in the end. But uh, they were like, no, there's no guarantee of when it's going to be back or when the battery service will be back. Or you know. So now you have to cycle like a normal person again. Yeah, now I'm back on foot. Oh, and boots on the ground. Sake. Boots on the ground. No, no, no. Well, you won't get me on this a bike. This Dublin anyway. bike is <laughs> not on the Dublin bikes. God. <laughs> okay, mine is, mine is very general, this first one. Okay. okay. Oh. Do they say, still say, oh, no, I think Chloe Kardashian <laughs> does. But um, my first one is baby voices. Grown adult people that use baby voices to talk to you. So, like, because they want you to listen or they want you to think that they're, like, not trying to do something when actually they're trying to steal your lunch money. So, that kind of way, like, that's a very, like... Okay, I don't think I've experienced this. Oh. Yeah. So, you have. I have experienced it. So, you know exactly what I mean. It actually comes across as condescending in a weird way because you're like, you're trying to have me on here. I think when people do that, though, I think it's more about them. Oh, okay. it's, it's their uncomfortableness. Okay. So they think if they if they're put up this kind of diff- innocent. Oh, but I didn't know. Yeah, you're not you're selling no white anything. bitch. We don't buy it. No, and it sounds creepy. Mm, and this is yeah. as somebody who's currently reading books to children on YouTube in like a, <laughs> a, like a, like a, va- a a voice to be like you know like what Disney. is your uh, story time voice? Do you have one? Oh, so I start everyone by going. By the way, go check them out if you haven't. Uh, by going. And what am I wearing today? Oh, God. How gross. Because <laughs> I'm picking, like, the most, like, you know, colourfully bits. Oh, that my whole wardrobe's a bit mad. So, like, so, yeah. So, that's my um, reading voice. Oh, my God. Horrific. Because <laughs> re- reading is what? Oh. For children's books. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. What's your next one? Uh, my second one is the local elections are happening. Oh, didn't even know. Yes. They're, they're, they're canvassing all around my area. Mm. All the political parties and the independents and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And... I'm so deflated with politics yeah. after this whole pandemic and all. It's just, I just, you know, and I was so, up for the last elections, I was excited about it, felt like there was a buzz, felt like it might have a bit of change. No, nothing changed. So I don't really care. Yeah. Right? So like, about, what difference is going to yeah. make? So they've always been coming around and I always find, <laughs> this is the petty bitch in me, is that if you're having a bad day, yeah, they're the people you can take it out on yeah. when they come to your door. Yeah. You can just unload and you don't even have to make sense because yeah. you're in your own home. You can just let rip of them. So a couple of them, I was just like, you know, uh, you know, I, w- I was using them as my COVID frustration targets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, one person in particular came along. Uh, well, it was actually someone canvassing on behalf of this mm, candidate. Okay. And uh, this woman came to the door and she was like, oh, we're canvassing for such and such. I won't say who it is. Mm. And I said, oh, I know her. I know her really well. All right. Gosh. And she goes, oh, and I said, yeah. I said, yeah, she's got my vote. Yeah, she got because I was just like, basically, fuck just off. Get them away. Just go away. Yeah, totally. And she's like, oh, do you? Well, I have this um, limited edition um, poster. You're lying. Yeah. Like, she was last one. And I went, oh, really? And they were like, you could put it up in your window. And I said, oh, okay. And so she gives no. it to me. And I was like, that's going to look great in my bin. And I closed the door. <laughs> 
she got a hug I can't believe it did that and I kept her all the way I was just like fuck off oh like God. just I, they're, they're canvassing like mad they're just, knocking all the time just to be clear though it's the recycle bin right of, oh, I, I'm a big recycler yeah you are I do yeah. like recycling so yeah so I was like that's gonna look great in my bin and you she thought I was gonna put meanie. imagine I was gonna put it in the fucking window oh like vote for blah blah no no matter how I felt vote about for it blah, I was, blah, yeah. blah. not for blah 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 <laughs> oh my god you wish so yeah did okay. you like that I, I really enjoyed that I just I know it's so sick it's, it is like the what would you say the masochist in me but it's like it just it's a nice way to vent you're a naughty bitch <laughs> so my next one well my last one is um People who do OnlyFans who are now getting into doing a bit of drag as well. I'm like, girl, choose your own lane. Okay. Like, this is my lane. Get out my lane. Okay, so drags and OnlyFans. No, no, no. So they were doing OnlyFans. Okay. And now they're getting into drags. And I know exactly what it was. And mm. I'm just going to say it. I was drunk. And I noticed that, oh. <laughs> that um, one or two of them from Slag Wars who were doing the OnlyFans. I'm now we're like, and now you're doing drag as well? Oh, okay. And I was like... How many different lanes are we going to try here? It's a lot of just attention-based, though, isn't it? Ah, uh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just kind of tr- another avenue to get attention. That was a drunk a drunk rider, though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're like, you know, you've had your glass of wine. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, here, now you're doing this as well? I always think about, you know, all these, like, mask lads mm. that sometimes get put in drag? Yeah. And they love it. Love it. Like, they love it. But they're so internally kind of homophobic in yeah. other ways. Yeah. I There's so many of them. And they're big, like, buttes. And they fancy themselves in drag. And they think that... And there's something a bit more... They're more invested in it sometimes than we will be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's some there's so, some repressed, like, femininity there mm-hmm. that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it's so... Uh, what would you say? It's so hidden. Yeah. Like, and it's just... And then they have this weird, outwardly masculine energy that's kind of like... You hear, lads? Come on! Yeah, it's you. very, very. Str- it's a, it's a strange one. Yeah, we've put some straight guys into drag before, yeah. and like the the reaction is always not. What oh, you I'm not talking about. Stra- I'm talking about gay guys, though. Oh, okay. I'm talking about gay guys that like are big, like muscle lads, and they okay. try drag. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, I'm I'm fish, and I'm this, and I'm that," and you're just like, "Yeah, you know who? I'm, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, there's a couple of them, mm-hmm. but you get, there's an energy. Yo, we need to charge for the looks that me and Tina mm. give during like these whole episodes. An energy, <laughs> because do you know what is what? Because they're the kind of people they like. They'd never date a drag queen. Yeah, they'd never, you know, be with someone like that. And it's not their type. And yeah. that's okay. They can because that's not their type. But at the same time, they think they're fab. And it's like they can. Mm-hmm. They with, if it's a real drag queen working, it it's kind of looked down on. Once they get in those tights, girl. Yeah, that's it. Legends in their own tights. And that's it. Well, that was our Rotters of yes. the Week. If you found yourselves on it, we're not sorry in any way. Sorry, not sorry. But that brings <laughs> us to the end of our episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. It is Pride Month. We wanted to do a mixture of like fun and education. And I think we got there with the, the interviews that you lined up to. Yes, enjoy our Patreon episodes that mm-hmm. are available on patreon.com forward slash petty little things. And do remember, just share the podcast. And I know some of you actually have messages saying that they have shared it. And yeah, we, thank you. We can see the proof. The proof is in the pudding. So yeah. thank you very much for doing that. Very and keep on sharing. Sharing is caring. And leave us a five-star review because what? We are five-star divas, bitch. So get on to Apple mm. uh, Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review or anywhere else that will let you leave a review yes happy pride month everybody and remember stay petty stay petty i forgot to say it there this is what you say stay petty it's like okay see you all bye
would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com